0: shwello hello shwello hello like a russian <laughs> hello hello and welcome to, welcome hello to, and welcome
1: hello and welcome to the podcast please <laughs> pour yourself please pour yourself something to find this vodka that we have
0: <laughs> I used all to, the vodka
1: i used to have a really good uh russian impression or impersonation but then i lost it over the years and floyd would remind me that it went from, like, Russian into mildly Indian, and then there was, like, a touch of Philadelphia. So, hello and welcome to the podcast. Please, button yourself up because we are no longer in <laughs> Siberia. It is very warm here in Toledo. That's a good one.
0: That's and a good one. I do a pretty decent Scottish accent because, obviously, Karis is Scottish. But, perfect. I just, I just make fun of her and all her family. So,
1: yeah. Um, it's uh, It's Tuesday. Tuesday, October 13th, 318. We are recording this. Janet Amid is to come, and she was all kinds of beside herself. She's like, look at these ridiculous things you want me to read. She couldn't. Oh figure. my gosh, was she? Well, because one of them was one of them is a three day old. I'm like, Janet, it's Bethany's newborn. Just oh. tell us <laughs>
0: so. We just want to know if she's gonna have a personality of Danny DeVito.
1: She said that she will. I'll leave it for the podcast, but she, it sounded like she's going to have a lot of Bethany's traits. Oh. So, which is
0: good. And Josh's um, road rage. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, hoping for that.
1: <laughs> well, she did say that she would be talkative, and I'm like, Bethany's kind of quiet and reserved, but not when Candace comes out. That's true um it's eric it's alex eric chase and the fam and uh thanks for listening to the podcast no text messages for the zoo tickets yesterday you suck that's fine i'll give them away on the air
0: nobody gives a damn about the zoo apparently
1: i'm just kidding i'm kidding they're just here for the content
0: i wonder if it works for zoo lights do you think or is it like a specific
1: day it's a the- Halloween-centered, like Boo at the Zoo kind oh, of thing, I see. I but see. the tickets are usually pretty generic. So my 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 answer is I'm not sure, and uh, I don't know. Let's let, I, I'm guessing Lights at the Zoo will happen this year, and like everything else, look, we were talking about something on a call today, and somebody brought up the idea. Well, people can just wait in their car until they're called, and I'm like, you know what? That's kind of standard protocol now. So that's not like dismissive of people or rude. Um, And I'm guessing like for as we go through the winter, um, you know, guess what? You're going to have to make an appointment for lights before Christmas Mm, and you might have to wait in your car. And sorry, that's just the way it is. You wanted to you wanted to fuck around without a mask all summer long. Here we go.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's going to be an interesting lights before Christmas.
1: Um, You said Scottish. I didn't know that she was. I thought you guys just visited there. I didn't know that she was full on
0: oh yeah no she moved to toledo uh, 2015 2014 and we became friends she from scotland so and she was in her 20s so um and she lived here a couple of years and then she ended up moving back home but we had been friends essentially the
1: entire time i
0: met her when she moved like that day
1: you know our friend bill barry right
0: i do know bill barry i remember i saw him in the hallway of nami and I was like, Oh, hi, Bill. And, um, or no, I heard him speaking. And I said, I've heard your accent. And he's like, well, can you take a wild guess? Cause most people get it wrong. And I was like, you're Scottish. And he goes, wow. And then I was just, tell- I was on my way. I was a couple weeks out from my trip. So I was just telling him where I was going and we were connecting on that.
1: Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. Okay. And, and, and it's also on the pre agreed upon, uh, pre agreed upon topic. Uh-huh. Let's dive a little bit into um, uh, the haunting of Blind Manor. So there will be some spoilers here. I'm six. I'm six episodes through, um, but some background here with me. I I don't. I know a lot of people, and this was foreign to me. No pun intended. That people got in the habit Sorry. of watching uh, their favorite shows with subtitles um, because some some of the dialogue was was muffled or hard to understand yeah um i won't typically do that if Mm -hmm. i'm watching something with subtitles it's usually it's a a foreign film like they're not speaking english i need the Mm -hmm. translation i gotta tell you with could you not understand peter uh peter has a very thick scottish accent
0: he's not even scottish too is it irish he no it is a scottish accent but he's a english actor
1: right that but it's a scottish accent right yeah
0: oh yeah it's a scottish accent
1: yeah, he I, I I've tried to put that together because I looked up some of his things he he was in the first season of the show he you was. know that right yeah he was he was um he was the bad guy in invisible man did you see that
0: so I re- we were just talking about this last night yes and I actually am starting to really like him as an actor but I want him to pay i I want him to play a good role I want to I want to like love him and feel all warm and squishy about him compared to hate him in invisible man because he's an abuser and yep. like in the in his role in Bly Manor he's an abuser <laughs> like and a user and abuser
1: I think um, I think the Invisible Man is going to stand out to people because I mentioned this on the air it's probably one of if not the last movie people have seen before all this
0: I don't think so because well it you know what yes they they released it while the theaters were still you know playing movies but then they released it Um, quickly on demand because I watched it in my home just a couple weeks after it um, premiered
1: I went to go it was one of my Wednesday afternoon matinees I saw that it wasn't the last movie I saw because I saw Birds of Prey which I regretted like the middle (laughs) the middle uh, late late February so Invisible Man was before that and that was a great movie that people love what's her face Elizabeth Mm, Handmaid's Tale yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know our last name. I don't name. confuse my Chris's. I do confuse my Elizabeth's. Um, but Olsen. Yeah.
0: Eliz- Let's just say Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> it's know.
1: definitely not her. An Olsen um, twin. <laughs> but yeah, he, he Oliver Jackson Cohen is in that, and he keeps playing these bad guys. And in you tell me if you've recognized this as well. In a lot of angles, especially in Bly Manor, who does he look like?
0: Mm,
1: I don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. If I, uh,
0: maybe I do, but I'm not cu- you. N- no, well, with hair,
1: maybe he has a long.
0: He does. I it, sent you that picture like a year ago and said, Eric, you look like him, but with hair.
1: He has an, uh, like an, a very ovalish head, like I have, um, <laughs> and I do have a very oval head. Um, he, in a lot of in a lot of angles, looks to me exactly like Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Oh, I see it now. Is it the eyebrows? It's the eyebrows. It's the whole face.
1: Maybe. Uh and All's chin is a little square, but mm-hmm. they they look alike. But I, I too, looked up, because I, I figured, I knew that he was from the UK, or from, knew that he was he from is, England, yeah. but mm-hmm. he has the thickest Scottish accent, and I had thought about turning on the, uh, the subtitles, but I know that my Scottish friend, Bill Berry, will be disappointed in me, but even the uh the girl who's the the dark-haired girl in the show mm, oh um she's the gardener the, yeah her jamie. accent is super thick
0: her accent is very thick yeah jamie how many and ep- then i'm done yeah many, i'm done with it
1: you're, you finished okay i'm finished. Uh, i'm through six how many episodes are there
0: there's nine i thought there were eight um okay. but there's actually nine
1: All right, well, so do- you'll
0: i'm sure you'll finish
1: today Most likely, yeah. So Mm -hmm. let me throw this at you, Um, and we kind of discussed this over text. I think I liked The Haunting of Hill House better because at the time it was so unique. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going down the same path with this, and I had forgotten that this show is about haunting of people's real-life traumas and then actual ghosts, and this show could actually be called Baggage because all of these Mm -hmm. people have it, and it's- it, it dominates the theme of the show. Like, I very much like the procedural things, like the Sherlock's, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who did what. And there's not much of that in this. And I'm sure, you know, we'll get the answers at the end here. But I forgot how much emotional baggage these people have. Like, they all need to be in professional help.
0: I think, I mean, they do. And I agree. I thought Hill House was better because I was expecting to be very scared in watching this series because I was on um, when we watched Hill House. And it just... It just wasn't. And um, it was more psychological, you know, like a whodunit kind of thing or what's like, what is their backstory? And so I was doing a lot of pausing and making predictions or making a a guess on what I thought. Like, I remember, you know, when the scene where somebody got into an accident (laughs) with a vehicle, (laughs) as soon as I realized what was happening, I said, oh, he's going to get hit by a bus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, so I, I'm like, we pause the show and we make our predictions, but I was, wa- I watched this with full intentions on having those moments where I was really scared. Cause I, I mean, although I get nightmares, I do enjoy it. And I didn't have that hill house was more like that. So I feel like they're getting negative reviews. I have, I've heard that it, people are underwhelmed by this series, this season. And so, if they do another one, then I think maybe they should do more of like a whodunit kind of um show. So, they yeah. have different themes. Like, Hill House was haunting and scary. This one is psychological. And then the next one can be, a, I don't know, a, a mystery thriller or something of that nature.
1: Okay. So, we're kind of on the same page here, I think. Mm-hmm. And,. I, I wasn't expecting a Who Done It or a Sherlock kind of thing, or let's figure out this mystery, uh, because all these people are deeply deeply troubled, and and again that that's like a lot for me to process. Where I'm waiting to figure out you know how will this play out, and I don't even know yep. if the conclusion will that matter that much, other than these people finding some peace. And I know that that was part of um, Hill House. Although mm-hmm. if I if I'm right in that. We wanted to know what was behind that door, right? In we, that we room. Did,
0: we Yeah, and we found out.
1: Right. So, is there a reveal like that in this? Yes. Okay. Well, that'll. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to judge it all the way through until I until I finish it up. But yeah, and I, mean, I won't spoil it for you. But it's um, it, it's very well done, and for anybody that has yearned for uh, for Stranger Things, it's riddled with eighty horrible. 80s fashion and there is no good 80s fashion it's all bad like I feel bad for the actress's name is Victoria Pedretti for her having to wear those awful pants
0: I actually, there were some scenes where I really, that's actually funny. And maybe because I'm a lady, I have a different opinion. The first thing I noticed was I'm like, oh, holy shit, she must be really short in real life because her pants are so high and her teeth, like high on her waist that there's very little room for like her t-shirt. She looks very little. She looks like a little person because of how she's, you know, the fashions that she's supposed to be wearing. There were some outfits that I really loved and then, um... Dressel rebecca Dressel was impeccable from start to finish and yes. what she in her hairstyles and her fashion the one thing though i was super judgmental on is i'm like you live in this house and you work in this house you are not going to be wearing a heel like you're not you're just not going to be wearing a heel and rebecca Dressel was in a pretty decently sized heel a lot of the series and i'm just like that's not very realistic but um yeah, I, lo- I actually really like the fashion, but I only ever wear high-waisted pants, so I can hide my pooch, my little belly.
1: You could totally go back, but but, but please not like, the, that's not even stonewashed denim, it's just denim denim. It is denim denim, yeah. And then... The pants were cuffed, so you see the ankle, It and, and they're not tight. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I she- will,
0: and fashions are coming back, so things are coming back in, and I re- there was a couple outfits where I'm like, I would wear that today, but for fuck's sake, please don't ever bring back low-riser low jeans. That would be screwed.
1: I like those so much.
0: My ass crack would be out for the whole world to see.
1: That's fine. let me ask you let me ask you this and you can tell me if i'm i'm right or wrong but i i get a so major spoiler here i get a very sixth sense vibe about this like all or most of them are dead
0: i'm not gonna i won't tell you okay i mean there is yes so you you do have to like when at the end i was when i was done i was googling like um Articles that would explain the ending. I understood most of it, but I did have to like go in and look and kind of get in a deeper idea of what I was seeing. But yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of twist to that, but I'm I'm not gonna like divulge who and what.
1: Okay. Um. And I was gonna text you last night, but I figured to see of all the things, I hope, how good things are in store for Owen because I I adore him. I love that character.
0: Owen. He's Owen. The, Owen. He's the cook, yes. the Indian fellow. He, he I mean, they made him so charming and clever and his like, I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was very charming, and I really loved Hannah as well. Um and one thing that they didn't do, which I was actually really surprised about, was this was filmed in the eighties. I, I think it was what was 87. it? Oh, okay, well then never mind. There wasn't as much There was no undertones of racism, (laughs) considering there was, you know, an, an Indian fellow or Pakistan or wherever he was from and Hannah and Rebecca. There was no undertones of racism, and they had racism in the U.K. Oh, yeah. Like a fair amount. Maybe not as bad as us. Yeah,
1: they're, they're probably not putting uh, a person like Hannah, who was, I guess, the, the housekeeper, ca- the house watcher. She was a like, housekeeper, yeah. The, the CEO of, of Bly Manor, and the, these rich white people put her in charge and said, you know, it's all yours. Probably not a lot of that happened back then.
0: Especially, you know, considering Uncle Henry was, you know, his character was as he is. Um where he was very like high class can't can't be bothered like he judged um Danny for having a stain on her shirt you know what i mean i I was very surprised that that didn't come out and but I was happy because that's not what the story was about so right. you, you know
1: um i I've read good enough things to keep me with it that that got me going. Um, on time with this show I, mm-hmm. I saw i guess some negative things early last week but nothing that kept me from it obviously and that i don't know if there's gonna be another one or not because re- remember there wasn't supposed to be um but the reviews for hill house were so good they found another story to adapt because mm-hmm. that's all this was so th- it was supposed to be a one-shot and i i i fret when you force things you get yeah. bad sequels and and bad products
0: I mean, I think that they, but there was such a high demand for another one that I think that they missed the mark, but I do think that they can recover. So I hope they at least, you know, third time's a charm. I hope they at least, um, you know, take the reviews for this in mind and then create another series. Cause it's like, I didn't realize this was going to be an entirely new series. So I was expecting it was going to, the haunting is the name of the series. And we were just going to be on season two. So the haunting of Hill House season one, The Haunting of Bly Manor season two. And it wasn't. It was like a completely new series.
1: I remember when I was reading up on it and how it was adapted from something like, nope, this is it. And mm-hmm. then I, I read some other stuff, I I guess, as I finished it, like they were beginning to think we, we have to do another one now because it's so popular. Where are we going to get a story? Yeah, um, I hope they
0: do that. I, ho- I do hope they make another one, though, because I did still enjoy it. I thought it was good. Good and enough to binge.
1: You talked about um, maybe going in a slightly different direction. And yeah. What they've got to be careful is not to veer into American Horror Story.
0: That is, oh, yeah. Y- you know what? That's actually really true. But American Horror Story, I feel like, is the same theme. It's just a different plot every time.
1: Uh, I don't like Ryan Murphy. I, I don't know. And I know that- I,
0: Ryan Murphy is hit or miss with he's hit yeah, yeah he's hit or miss with me because there's been a couple of new series that he's had come out on Netflix that I started and I never I haven't even watched Nurse Ratchet or whatever that is right
1: um, the the Cuckoo's Nest uh, prequel I think yeah mm-hmm. hit, hit or miss is is a way to put it it's like home run or strikeout and. I Like, the, the American horror stories, some were really good, mm-hmm. and even some of the good seasons didn't finish strong, but uh, this movie, uh, this show is a lot more subtle, where Ryan Murphy is, like, literally taking a buzzsaw to your face, and I kind of like some of that when it's done well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, I agree. What's the other thing I was going to mention? Uh, binging, playing... Binging
0: Can I moment. share while you're thinking about yeah. that? Yeah, I am doing something very COVID-centered tomorrow, and I'm so anxious about it. So we have a—I have a virtual conference that I am one of, um, like nine hosts of, and it's national. And so we have a conference. The board—I've joined a board in December, and we work towards educating and consulting on programs like mine nationally and in Canada and um, we have a conference once a year that people come and attend and it was supposed to be in louisville this month this week and obviously we could not do it because of covid so we transitioned it into a virtual conference for people to attend and there's so much technology surrounding this conference that i am so overwhelmed
1: like what
0: i have to i'm um so it's two days it's tomorrow and Thursday. Um, and we have 150 people attending from ca- across the country and I am moderating a couple of sessions with some keynote speakers and I'm introducing a couple of Ted talks and mm. I have to, uh, I will have to kind of go to my link and c- check in 30 minutes in advance and, and then, you know, welcome everyone to the session that they've entered into virtually and you know, lead the discussion and moderate. And those are not things that I'm afraid of doing. I do them all the time here. Well, not all the time, but I have done them here. It's the fact that I am doing it virtually and I know next to nothing about computers and tech and help desk and all this stuff. And so I have been a little anxious and now we're we're at the 11th hour and it's tomorrow.
1: You'll be fine. <laughs> and, and, and trust me, all these people for, six and seven months now have dealt with some of these hiccups and you'll do fine. Cause really these things are only a couple of clicks. You'll be totally fine.
0: And we have, we, we paid for an organization to like an event planning organization to do it. And so they have experience in doing virtual conferences. And so it's very cool, you know, what we've done with the, with our, with what we've been dealt um, and just how, savvy it all looks but it's also intimidating and i'm like oh my goodness i'm supposed to be hosting and i don't even know you know i have all my notes here i thought i'd share that because i don't think i actually told you about that but it's very with the times as far as covid and everybody having to adjust to to our to our current circumstances
1: yeah you texted me something about you had to prepare something for tomorrow but i wasn't certain what that was so good luck you you will be be fine it's called the
0: Crisis Residential Conference but we call it
1: Hashtag Crisis uh oh you're cutting out Alex hello hi are you back Alex
0: yeah can you hear me
1: Uh, the name of the conference again
0: it's uh, the Crisis Residential Conference 2020 conference but we call it Hashtag CrisisCon Oh look at that!
1: Yeah, give it Con-con? con, con this. Maybe yeah. superheroes will show off.
0: We did have it in San Diego one year, so I think that was when it became Crisis Con.
1: But it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, good luck. You'll be fine. Everybody's yes. had, everybody's had Zoom hiccups, and I can't connect, or I'm too loud. Uh, you're too far off the mic. So we're, we're we're used to it, and you'll be fine. And really, it only is a couple of different things. I mean, uh, you're talking about tech of. Of everybody who's uh, not zoomed in, but what we use to do this is that it's it's called clean feed. It is a it's like zoom, but no visuals. And you've been arguably straight A's across the board since we've done that, aside from Floyd.
0: Well, it's actually it's I was so happy that how simple it was. I mean, other than trying to get clever with making sure I had like the appropriate headphones and making sure my phone is charged, which I'm awful at. But it's, I mean, you just click the link and you go in to start it and it starts the, you know, and, it, and it's really simple. And I've learned, you know, over from March on, I've essentially learned what I can and can't do with it. So I can't search something on the internet while we're in clean feed, but I can get onto Facebook if I wanna look something up. So I've learned what's good and what's not good with it. I
1: have a question for you. Yeah. I, I already asked Janet, um, I'm gonna tack her on to the end of this podcast episode. Um, and I don't know why this, this just hit me. I guess because we were having Janet on today, so it made sense to ask. So when I'm flipping around different podcasts, if radio stations, satellite, all the stuff, most of the stuff that I enjoy is like hip hop and and urban stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and today the the host that was on the air was talking about whatever season it is for astrology, and, and this was a guy and he was super into it. I've heard black female hosts be into that before what is the appeal because i never i don't hear that so much from like white female or male hosts ever at all but what is what is the appeal or the connection between the black culture and and their deep love for astrology and this season and that season and shout out to all the birthdays for that
0: i don't necessarily think we have a deep love for astrology but i know that within our culture especially with millennials and older we began to learn, we began to kind of, um, how do I say this, look deep and internally about our traditional Christian values that we were raised with and how a lot of it came from colonization and that in our African roots, you know, way back to before we got brought to the U.S., before, you know, your your um, Caribbean roots, before it was colonized by the British um we had our own, you know, beliefs and practices that were a lot more, um, centered around, I think, how do I explain it? Sun, the sun and mother earth and elements and spirituality, spirituality compared to Christianity. So Christianity is just kind of a construct or a, you know, form of a representation of colonized, um, groups that were brought brought to us by white people so as we are learning more about our history that was not taught to us in history books i think a lot of people are educating themselves and evolving and adapting a more of a spirituality than a love for religion and and god and all of that they're evolving that you know not necessarily saying that they are done with and that's interesting that you say that because I would have never gone to one of Janet's events like that because traditionally I felt like I would be opening myself up to negative energy by opening, by allowing myself to, if that makes any sense. But that was a very strong principle that I had from my Christian background growing up. But as I learned more and educated myself a little bit more, I find that it's okay to have a love for both and to have an understanding for both. So I think that that's really what you're seeing and that I see I see it more often a lot of my um, distant friends from school from high school growing up and as we're getting into our 30s and other women that I know that are a bit older than me are more connected spirit spiritually to just the general universe compared to you know believing heaven is above us and hell is below us does that make sense
1: fair enough yeah, yeah. um I, I, I it's a tough thing to answer um but I hear it a lot. I'm like, I have a question. So I'll ask one of my very cultured friends who doesn't look like me. Yeah.
0: I think it's just an evolution of understanding, you know, where understanding how we were taught and educated and how narrow it was and how there is a lot more, you know, just like people didn't know about the Tulsa massacre because it wasn't in our history books, you know, those kinds of things. It's just, there's a lot that we don't know and I think as we're getting older and as social media is allowing us to share in these conversations or see what other people are doing, we're becoming more open to educating ourselves on all the different ways in which uh, all of our history and where it comes from. Someone close to, not very close to me, but you know, close enough. Shared um, some things on Facebook last night, and I think they were doing some sort of prayer for their family member, and it was a lot more spiritual than it was a religious prayer, and it involved, you know, divine energy and things like that. And then at the end where you would normally say amen, they said something. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's spelled A-S-E. So they, you know, they said something like that. And then there were like nine comments and everybody said the same thing below it as if it was like, amen, but it, it, and I I was like, what is this? So I looked into it a little bit more and they describe it as like a divine force or energy, um, that gives power to all things, including like inanimate objects or people or somebody's journey or something of that nature. They call it like the force that's behind all things. And it's like a traditional African word or from the African diaspora and it was it you know but it's things like that that I feel like made it at least made me look into it a little bit more so now I am a lot more educated so I wouldn't be surprised if other people also start to look into the some of the things they see and and you know they do their history and their research and then they say you know what I think I think this fits me you know more than p- potentially Christianity or Buddhism, like you know, I feel like I follow more of the practices of Buddhism, and I didn't even know it. Same, you know. So, as an adult, that's what I think. You know, that's where I align.
1: Um, And everybody should see uh, *Serpent in the Rainbow*.
0: I don't think I've seen that. (gasps) I know, don't judge.
1: (laughs) If you if you like this conversation, and you want to throw some burying people alive and zombies in *Serpent in the Rainbow*, it's from like. 87 or 88 and for some screwy reason here's how bad the parenting was and this is why some of us have survived my mom took me to see that movie and that had <laughs> that had to be rated r and it's um it's i think it's haiti um it's it took place in haiti and they have some very bizarre religious rituals that involves yes. like yep. zombies and coming back to life and i was scarred a lot when i was like eight or whenever my mom took me to see that but I like learning about other um, religions, the ones that I don't know about, regardless of where the countries are, because the ones I do know about don't seem all that great.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I think as we, there's been an evolution in the last 10 years or so, and that people are, you know, putting a lens on what on our traditional values and why we still have them, What you know, and, and what's wrong with evolving from it or elaborating on it or learning other things and adapting that as our own. So, um, I think it's fantastic. So that yeah, that's, that's my thought on, on what your question was. Okay. Well, thank you. We, Sorry, we, were, very walking expa- around.
1: we were very expansive with that. Um, a couple of quick last things, uh, we'll stay with me asking you, uh, black questions, I suppose. How <laughs> excited were you with this glamor that named Regina King and some others woman oh, of the year? Oh my God. I mean, it, it
0: it gives you goosebumps and i you know i'm always questioning was i just not paying attention to before or does it actually mean something to me and i really love regina king and i think that she has had i think she won an emmy last year for her role in seven seconds and um She has played some characters, you know, in in Watchmen, the character she she played the main character, you know, she played what would have traditionally been a male role and it was Regina King, you know, I'm I'm very proud of her and proud to see where she is evolving into Um, the 99 year old woman that was Native American was there as well. Do we have her name?
1: I don't. I only recognize Regina King on the list, and I, I'm. Okay. Sure, I think the average person that's all as well. But obviously, some very, um, I guess, off the radar women who've had successful years and a challenging one for sure.
0: I mean, there's. I think that there's been a there's been a huge back and forth on um, when there's an award show coming around or there's any kind of acknowledgement. And Is- Issa Rae actually coined the term where she said, "I'm voting for everybody black." They're like who are you, you know, who are you in favor of winning? And she's like, I'm just rooting for everybody black. I want everybody black to win. But that's a that's that's a real thing. And I think that it's something that a lot of people don't understand unless you're black and that we weren't represented for so many years, but we are f- fucking fantastic. We produce quality work and there's talent there. Um, and it is mesmerizing and it's, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but um, there's a there's an emotion behind seeing something like that. I was very, very happy to see Zendaya win this year at the Emmys. And last year, um, I think it's Jamil Jerome or Jerome Jamil it's he has two first names as a name. Um, who played one of the Kenny we- Corey Wise, one of the exonerated five. I cried when I watched that that when I, I mean I only watched for that specific award and I cried when he won because I it not only was he young, but his performances were so powerful and so relatable. Same for Zendaya. I was so proud of her because I felt like they got gypped last year. And so when, you, when we are seeing like our people acknowledged on the national level and we don't allow, um, I don't know, cynicism to, to, I don't allow doubt to um, infiltrate my mind because sometimes I do think, are we just getting this acknowledgement because we hadn't received it for so many years? Have they felt like we actually earned it or are they just doing it to check a box? I don't deny that sometimes that can cloud my thoughts or, or hold me back from really celebrating the win. But it's powerful and emotional anytime, anytime anyone um receives that acknowledgement when Black Panther won the awards that they won um for the um excellence that was that film in, in editing, in music, in in um costume and acting i mean it was just the straight, up, every...
1: the straight up movie nomination then no- I, I yeah
0: exactly i mean at, at all levels there's there's excellence with with black actors and and black artists and i'm so grateful and it's overwhelming and emotional to just see see that being
1: acknowledged and uh no more talented person than regina king who does things behind the camera as well and is mm-hmm. dabbling with a little like ava devarney kind of uh, talent. So she's got a long way to go. And, and to think she came from two, two, seven and living single and other things that we grew she up with.
0: Sure did. And that's, that's, I think that's why, and I, I know I'm always ramming Lovecraft country down your throat, but I think that's why I love Lovecraft country so much because I don't think I've ever seen anything made so well. Like I find it to be one of the best made series or pieces of work that i've seen in a really long time and it's full of people that look like me and it's made by people that look like me and it's about things that i don't traditionally see people that look like me in like like magic and fantasy and history all wrapped in one
1: in a a different way in some lesser and then some greater i can completely relate um Mm -hmm. because of my religion um, yes yeah uh, Jews and blacks are connected or have a lot of similarities in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways I like to say we were the OG slaves put those pyramids up a long time ago <laughs> um, in in some ways like it's it's lesser because you know black culture is thriving now um, and it's kind of neat when I find out that that's a Jewish ball player or that's mm-hmm. a Jewish actor and there's still a lot of those there's no Jewish basketball players very you know Jewish athletes were always the thing um in the way that it's I guess greater, depending on how you want to look at it, um, there have always been a lot of Jews in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, people that started a lot of things that I love, the Stan Lees of the world. Uh, people have, some, have created some iconic characters, thought through their own kinds of uh, anti-Semitism and oppression uh, to get their things out there. So in many ways, they've already succeeded, but in other ways, they too have been held back, like people who weren't just straight-up white dudes. So yeah, I get yeah, and- I totally get it
0: and it's just i mean it's, it's just really it's extremely powerful and it's like i there are things that i watch that are just ordinary you know an ordinary film or show but it's got some you know it's got somebody that looks like me or represents me and their performance is well beyond anything that i've seen and it just makes you emotional and like i said i don't know if that's just me getting older and i didn't see it before or, or I didn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention or it wasn't something I valued as much as I do now as an adult. But,
1: uh, you know, I think, in the, I think it's that, I think you just yeah. get, you get, get older, your mindset changes. You have different experiences. Um, mm-hmm. a, a perfect example is a show that you did suggest to me from earlier what? this year. Do you remember? Mm, I've suggested a bunch. It's because Was it, it, uh, it's cause we both watch a shit ton of stuff.
0: Was it with um oh god now I'm missing the name with the character the demon character.
1: No. Unless oh what was wanna, it? Unless you want to call Charles Lindbergh the demon. The plot <laughs> against America.
0: The plot against America was very good. So um, I good. I mean yeah, we can call him a demon. <laughs> and
1: I, it was a it was an alternate history where Charles Lindbergh was voted president made a deal with the nazis and then basically anti-semitism spread all over the country they were kicking jews out of cities and putting them in kentucky and i felt like though they were a little off for my grandparents age but i really did think that i was watching my grandparents and i know very little about my the young version of my grandparents so you're Mm -hmm. a thousand percent right when we're a little different from the average white person, man or woman, um, you connect to those people, even if they're not, even if it's not the best show or the best mm-hmm. skill or whatever. God knows, sorry. There's plenty of mediocre athletes who I followed a little bit closer, just because they were Jewish.
0: And it, and you want everybody else to know it too. So there's a certain amount of like pride in that you will say, "Have you seen?" you know, the plot against America. Have you seen Lovecraft Country? Have you seen, oh geez, I don't know. I can't think of anything else at the moment, but you know, you should go watch these things. They're great. They're fantastic. I mean, obviously I'm coming from a place of ownership and relatability, not in plot against America. I just love the history, but, um, You know in general i just come from that place and i want to share it you know and i want everybody to see it and i want everybody to know it and i feel like it should win all things i remember when they can't netflix did not renew seven seconds um the regina king uh series that she won a damn emmy for i mean it was that good and they felt like they were it was just let's just cancel it i was so disappointed i was so disappointed i was like what the hell did you see that by the way no it was essentially the plot was essentially A young man was killed um, and the police didn't do anything really about it. I think either the way that it was investigated or even how he died, I think involved dirty cops in Brooklyn, maybe, or the Bronx. And Regina King played a mom who um, went above and beyond trying to get justice for her child. And no matter what she could do, she couldn't get it. Um, And it was just, it has happened in many ways in our country, as a true story, and it was just one of those moments where it was being filmed and shown at the perfect time. I don't understand why Netflix didn't find value in it. I was really disappointed at that. Um, I mean, obviously they gave us, um, the exo- I call them the exonerated five, but people know them as the Central Park Five. Um, they gave us that, which was fantastic by Ava DuVernay, but still.
1: Um, oh. People should be prepared Because I've gone through this a bunch now There's a lot of politics that go into what Netflix has And sometimes mm-hmm. good things get cancelled
2: mm-hmm. Or
1: discontinued for a variety of reasons I've been through that a bunch um, I know. I want to wrap this up so we're not going too long I have one last question for you, a quickie Sure Is it me, and maybe you've not had time But Prime Day and all the tentacles that have come from it With Target and Best Buy and everywhere else It seems somewhat underwhelming Or maybe there's just nothing I want to buy
0: probably nothing that you want to buy although i haven't looked so Time. i'm not i have b- recently become an amazon shopper i sh- I just bought something there last week that should be delivered today um and i've bought a bunch of stuff and i'm like oh this is kind of cool but um i haven't i just was i didn't even know and i know they were talking about that on the news that it like prime day kept getting pushed back and people didn't even realize it was coming up and yeah um that must be though why I'm seeing sales at on other websites cuz yep. I've got a bunch of stuff in my shopping cart with like Just Bab and now everything is 50% off. So my shopping cart was like 230 bucks and now it's 130. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> like a
1: a halo effect of of things in life. This is the the nuclear bomb effect of Amazon doing Prime Day. I'll um, take it. Yeah, there's uh there's this Target sale that happens every couple of years or I guess mm. around the holidays. You buy two video games, you get one free. And me and my people always send it to one another. Today they're doing like half off brand new games, so there's big deals everywhere. I did see a good deal. If you want AirPods, I think AirPods um, with a wire, one of the charges, was like 120 bucks. And not AirPod Pros, but AirPods, and 120 bucks is a pretty good deal for that. So if you look hard enough, you'll find stuff. If not, you won't find anything.
0: Can you tell me why, like, what's the value in AirPods? I am, again, when I say I'm not a tech person, I have an iPhone only so that I can use the internet and get on social media and take calls and send text messages. I literally do nothing else. And I don't know why, like, I understand it's convenient not to have your ear your headphones attached to a string attached to your phone, but I would never pay that much money. And if somebody gifted me those, I would say you wasted your money. You could have bought me a gift card to buy some shoes.
1: (laughs) I I was happy to disconnect the cord. Although I thought that would only lead to me losing my AirPods. I am Mm -hmm. happy that I have them. They Mm -hmm. get a little clunky every now and then. I probably wouldn't have bought them on my own, but with Philips discount and then turning in a couple of old devices, they cost me like 50 bucks. Um, the, the overall answer that you're looking for is it's a status thing. We've, uh, we've gone from, you know, wanting to drive the best cars and clothes will always be a be a sign of who and what you are. But what device you have and what technology you have is often a status symbol these days.
0: I guess so. I mean, I don't even know. I could not tell you what year my iPhone is, what, uh, model iPhone it is. I can't tell you when I got it. I can't tell you when the last time I updated it. I usually update it when I feel like they are scheming to try to get me to buy a new one. So, um, cause I believe that that ha- if I'm if I believe a conspiracy, I believe that happens, but, um, I cannot tell you those things. We have an iPad. I, never use it. <laughs> I don't use my computer <laughs> unless it's for work purposes. I don't, it's just, I don't, I don't get it. I think, and I agree though, it's a status. Cause I think for a while I wanted a new car, but then once I changed directions and said, I wanted a new house, I'm perfectly fine driving my 2014 Jeep until I can get myself a 2020 next year or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, funny i'm getting older look at me evolving Mm. evolving
1: well at least you're just getting kind of crotchety rather than well you've already physically broken down so you're you've crossed that bridge (laughs) earlier than 30 so can we have
0: you're gonna love this discussion at some point but i think like i'm not i every time i eat a meal i don't feel well after like I feel really nauseous or I'll have to pop a Tums. And I'm like, I'm going to have to change my damn diet. I'm getting, yeah. I'm breaking.
1: <laughs> uh, my doctor explained that to me, even though he didn't diagnose that I had a a sensitivity to dairy. He mm-hmm. said, as you get older, the acids in your stomach don't digest foods the way that they once did. So,
0: ta-da! Yeah, I'm, I'm like breaking down. I don't
1: like it. Uh, Well, good news. It only gets worse. So uh, this is why you need your health insurance. Good luck tomorrow. You'll do you'll do totally fine with the uh, the crisis con.
0: I hope so. There's lots of good stuff. I mean, I doubt anybody else. I mean, I guess you can still register. Registration is still available. But um...
1: I I hope the name didn't weave in or attract any uh, DC nerds because. Uh, I think in the in the '80s and '90s, there was a really big all-encompassing storyline called like uh, Infinite Crisis or Crisis on Infinite Earths. So you're gonna have somebody showing up with like a Green Lantern costume and be like, "Is this not Crisis Con?"
0: <laughs> Am I at the wrong crisis con. So, we had one of the funny thing. We had a meeting today all of the organizers and there's just nine of us and um th- we got the talking tube. that's like if you are doing if you are hosting in your bedroom, please make your bed. <laughs> please, you know, please do this, please do that and I thought about that and I said, "Damn, I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have to figure out what to I'm going to have to do my hair." <laughs>
1: That's it. That's it. When I, I do do my best to not be on zoom and I just take the phone call, but if, if I'm on it, like we had the CEO of our company, so I definitely black myself out. But when I do these things, you know, I don't have a desk or anything. I could sit at my small dining room table, but I'm usually laying down on my iPad um and the dog is nestled under me somewhere that's my that's my zoom conference call position
0: there's absolutely some zoom meetings where i will not i'll turn my camera off and there are others where i'll turn my camera on and in this one obviously the camera's going to have to be on and i have to make sure i have a pretty plant and a candle in the background probably and like some artwork i don't know um but it'll be interesting i'll make sure i share about how it goes
1: all right. Well, good luck tomorrow, and I will. Uh, I will try to blow through the end of Bly Manor, and we'll we'll compare notes.
0: Very
2: well. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Don't go anywhere because our astrologer Janet Amid is right here.
2: Okay. Well, I'm here.
1: I hear that, and you're sounding I, lovely. Are we going to fight?
2: No, I don't think we should fight. Do you? I, I don't think
1: so. I, I would fight you. We've we've had a good relationship for like six or seven years. We can have one blowout fight hardly
2: we have a lot going on this week we should not fight because mercury the planet of communication just went into retrograde
1: um we hold 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 on there lady hold on so i get these emails every day they're they're like show prep emails and it's what's buzzing on the internet and they go through all these algorithms and they're they're pretty tested like it, it picks up what people are talking about on the internet and um for the first time ever, I got an astrology one and it's about, it's, you can provide some, some context because you've been talking about this for a while. Mercury is going retrograde in between two full moons this month. That's right. Are we, are we, are we screwed? No, it's
2: not that we're screwed. It's just that it's, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a stressful aspect because people are already in a flux about their, you know, how they feel, communication, just everything's chaotic right now was just a very difficult aspect. We have these two full moons, and we have on top of the full moons, We, which is one is on Halloween, I believe. Yeah. And so we, we have that, and it's going to be in the sign of Taurus opposition to the sun. Mercury is retrograding in Scorpio, retrograding backwards, okay, going into the sign of Libra. By the time it lands November 3rd at 12.50 p.m. going direct, that will be right in the flux of all this chaos with the, um, the election. So we're going to be feeling a lot of, just a lot of tension. There's just a lot going on. So people are going to feel a lot of stress. It's a, it's just, you know, so they have to keep cool. You can control what's going on around you, right? You know how that goes.
1: Uh, We,
2: We are the drivers at the wheel of what is happening. Well, you know how I look at it. You know, you and I have this one thing where we love is psychology, right? Okay, so what we have to understand is if your life has been pretty average, normal, not so stressful, you're not as affected as if someone has had a very turbulent life. Because when these things hit, it's like going out into the storm with no coat, not a coat, no hat, no gloves, no boots, and you know there's a storm out there. If you've already been you know, in this traumatic situation in your life and then these retrogrades hit, they
1: knock you off your seat. I'll get, I'll use I'll throw two things out there that go in the flow with what you're saying. One, it's like the person that says, "How come every time I come on Facebook, it's bloody blah, blah, blah. well nobody even with the social dilemma movie, nobody put a gun to your head to go on Facebook. You can take it off your phone." And two, to what That's you- a good show. to what you just said i read this quote long ago i think it was like a norwegian quote or one of those cold scandinavian countries there is no cold weather there's just inappropriate clothing
2: that's right i love that i'm gonna put that on my my quote for tomorrow
1: and i don't i really don't think you can control much of the chaos around you but you do have the ability in a lot of cases to remove yourself from it
2: Well, I I personally am not experiencing a lot of the things people are going through because I keep my life very easy and simple, but I'm experiencing it through my clients because I walked out of here Monday shaken to the core because I had, everyone was stressed. I was so, I just wanted to go home and sit in the dark and meditate and shut down because I was so, because when people are stressed out, I mean, and they're shaking and they're stressed and they're anxiety ridden, I absorb a lot of that. And it was hard because people are having a rough time right now. And I and you know, especially being an empath, you you feel what other people feel. But this is a crazy cycle. We have Mercury retrograde as of today, going direct November 3rd in Scorpio. So those born under Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, and Scorpio are affected. Gemini is as well in Virgo. Why? Because Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. And the sign that is retrograding is Scorpio moving backwards into Libra. But the interesting thing is Leos are afflicted by this, which means they feel the sting. And so do Aquarians, Tauruses really are going through a little bit of a rough time because it's opposition of their sun sign. So they're feeling a lot of that pull, and it's, you know, it's it can make you feel a little cloudy. You know what I'm saying? It's not so good. So stay off the sugar, everybody. And me. Yes. It is.
1: Am- <laughs> well, you don't eat sugar. Not a lot of it. No, I don't really have a sweet tooth. I have a car... I- it's the, is it a carb tooth? I don't have a sugar tooth or a sweet tooth. I have a carb tooth or a carb belly. You have, you have very good food habits, from most, what I know of you. Mostly, but when I, when I go off the rails, I go off the rails, and I got I to get that under control.
2: Yes, especially during this time, because the most important thing that I tell people, when you're in this sort of a situation, whether it's the COVID, you have all these things, when the election, everything's chaotic and up in arms. What you have to do is control yourself. Walk a little bit more. Walk. Exercise. Drink water. Stay hydrated. Yeah. I'm not kidding. No, no Those you're Those right. are things you... Take care, of the little,
1: take care of the little things like what you're talking... Take care of the li- You can write this down, yeah, too. Yeah, you know. Take care of the um, little things and the big things take care of themselves.
2: And watch some funny shows. Like, I, I'm starting to watch a, a Shit's Creek again. <laughs> I'm going on my... I've already finished it and I'm watching it again. It cracks me up. I have to have something funny because everything's so heavy right now. So that's that's my suggestion.
1: Okay, I mean that, that's good. I mean that's this is why this is why we adore you because you're able. Thank to- Thank you, and, that, and likewise, I'm you're, sure you're able to fuse uh, great psychology, helpful psychology, those easy cog, sure. those easy cognitive behavior behavioral therapy techniques with uh, with the stars. Now, let, yes, we can work with it. Let me give you the context behind why I gave you the, a birthday of someone who is only three days old. Okay. Yes. That is Madigan Nicole Urbanski Fry. Oh. That is our little friend, and she is... That is our little friend, Bethany. She's on the podcast. She's on Fridays. She's part of the crew. You saw the picture when we went to go see Floyd, right? Yes, absolutely. She's there. She's one of the people. I say that she looks like Juliana's sister, so... Oh, yeah. uh, Darling. Bethany gave, uh, after like 36 hours of labor... Um, and, and one, one cut to the belly, Madigan made it out. Oh. So I figured you oh. could, could give kind of an, uh, a, like you're, you're always asking well, for, this, we're always asking for well, time you know how, so So we have well, the exact I, time No, I
2: do. Thank you for that. This is going to be a very unique little baby. I mean, to be honest, this baby is going to be very smart, very intelligent. How the child is raised is what is important here more than anything else. But this child's going to have a Capricorn rising sign very vocal will probably talk very I mean early, early on, moon and cancer, so the baby is a Libra with moon and cancer. there's a lot of squares going on here, but that doesn't mean it's negative. It just means the child's going to be very um I want to say will be multifaceted with different uh, you know areas of interest, like Sun sign and Libra is creative and artsy then you have Mars and Aries, which is that assertive. You know, in retrograde, talkative, communicative sign, lots of attraction to friends from different cultures. Very accepting, in and, and when it comes to people of various, you know, uh, areas of life, you know, just really open to that. Very, uh, very sensitive. Child Moon and ca- Cancer is very emotional, so I would say this is a very sensitive, caretaking baby. So I, I think it's you can't. You can't look at a chart and say, oh, my God, I'm born under all these bad aspects. Is this going to be okay? You have to look at how the child is raised. You know, and my father always told me that. You know, I always quote my dad. This is going to be a very unique child and very wonderful baby, very close to mommy. I see a lot Mm. of strong connection with mommy, not as much with daddy, Mm. close to daddy, but not like mommy.
1: Can't wait to pass that along to Bethany. And you talked about like being very accepting and having friends of all different shapes and colors and being very artistic. That's a lot of Bethany right there.
2: Oh, definitely. Very sweet, baby. And she's sweet too. I can tell that. Just very kind.
1: We love her. So, we love her. Yeah. She,
2: so I'm excited she... for her. Tell her I said, yay, let's we'll do a a baby book for her.
1: I will. Um, This Laurel person. So I got, I I know I got her birth time, but she just gave me signs for the two chicks she's interested in. And I figured that would be something to work with.
2: Well, it is, but I, but signs don't mean anything. It's like, it's like saying that it's like saying, what does your uncle look like? You give me a piece of his ear. How can I tell what the person looks like by the sun sign in their chart? I don't have, but I will say this now I will give her credit. Because she gave me her information, which tells me a lot about her. So when she says a Virgo, or what was the other one? I forgot. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, one is a Sag, one's a Virgo. She's 41090. I'm on my
2: cell phone, so you you texted me with it. Okay, so Sag would be an. Int- well, she would really relate to a Sag well because her time of birth gives her a Sag rising, and she would relate very well to a Sagittarian. Plus, she's an Aries with Moon and Libra. So, but Sag could be a little competitive depending on what the Sag's moon is in. Mars, Mercury, all the other stuff. But she would feel more like a connection to... She would have more of an attraction, I think, for the Virgo, but she would like the Sag as a friend. Okay. She would feel comfortable with the Sag as a friend. Don't... That's how
1: I would see it. Don't ever undersell how great you are. I could literally say, Janet, uh, this person wants a reading, and you could say, what's their information? I could say, they said they were born during a year, and you'd be like, oh, my God, I just... Because you're so intuitive. <laughs> Well,
2: I, I've been doing this forever. I mean, my God, I can't tell you how old I am, but I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, now, who's the other one? What's the who's the other one's What's
1: that birthday? Her, her name is Melody eight twenty nine seventy, and uh, I try to shorten these things because sometimes people can get wordy with their messages and their posts. Her kids are oh, out. No, of the, that's
2: fine. Her that's kids good are
1: enough. Her kids are growing out of the house, so now she's considering uh, moving. And I can totally, uh, I would say, absolutely, do this move to a warmer place to live and work.
2: Well, I would say that would that would not be a bad idea. Uh, the one thing, you know, with her being a Virgo, she does like a lot of her space. She's obviously, she probably had kids very young. So I would say she's, um, you know, being a Virgo, she's one of those people that, you know, at the age that she's at, she's saying, okay, I'm going to spread my wings, have some fun. She's a nice person. She definitely is. And I would say that with her birthday being the way it is, you know, she would be somebody that would have a lot of Virgo in her chart. So she's very methodical. Her moon's Leo, so she's very devoted to her children. I mean, the woman is a always about her kids. You know, that sort of thing. She um, she's quite fun. She loves to have a good time. I definitely see that. I could say if she's going to think about moving, her time at birth would have told me whether she should live in the east, north, south, because that because where your planets fall into the houses. Will indicate where your preference can be. So, um, but I would say, according to her moon in Leo, her Mars in Leo, though she's a Virgo, sunshine, sunshine, a lot of space. So I would say, someplace in Florida, someplace by the water ocean i mean if she wanted to go up north way up north by this by the lakes i mean but i would say definitely warm climate for her
1: where should i go based on when uh, on my birthday and i think my time of birth per, time of birth was you the, when you, the, was the you morning. set
2: your chart aren't you from pittsburgh or something
1: philadelphia
2: okay so, well pennsylvania so you your chart you have a lot of planets in your ninth house which is indicative. Of living, you're you living somewhere other than where you're born and raised. Here I am. So you're that you're doing that, and I think you're you're a small town guy with a with a big town mentality. So you you are somebody who is open to new things, diversity, but you also like your routines and your habits, and you like that comfort of a small town. But you still have a open mind about different things. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. you know, which choices don't like change. Hate, 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 triple hate, change. But at the same time, you you managed to move away, which is part of your chart. And it's interesting because you're you're kind of like in this area, Midwest. You're attracted to that part of the world, which is you know it's it's comfortable for you.
1: I mean, I'm I'm here. I I'm I make it wherever I am. Although I really wish it was a lot warmer here. We're getting into the time of year where you know you know my cycles well enough from December depending on how cold it gets when, from December until whenever winter relents, I can be pretty ornery.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Everybody's different. It's funny. Taurus people love, they, they're very grounded. You're right. You can make it work wherever you go. But Taurus, again, I'm going by Sun sign. I love cold weather. If I could live up north, I would do it. I love it because I hate, heat, hate, 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 triple hate. But I, but I can see where, you know, some signs that like Earth signs, would be more drawn to, you know, like a little bit warmer that kind of thing. I definitely can see that. But fire signs, like Leo's, oh my god, they love the sunshine, open, that kind of thing. And you have something in Aries. You have a lot of you have a lot of Aries in your chart, which is all that fire. Can I That's a- why you like warmer weather.
1: Can I ask you a business question? Yeah. I always think about this. So when I'm like hopping around podcasts or other personal listening, I listen to like, I, I like a lot of hip hop and stuff like that. And whenever I hear some of these on air personalities, um a lot of them talk about, you know, it's Sagittarius season and they're always very astrology driven. Do you have more black or white customers? Well,
2: you know, I, I've always told you this before. I don't look at the, I, I guess I don't look at gender, or or I don't look at color. No, no, I don't okay. look at color, gender. Right. I don't look at anything. I look at the chart. But I have I have half and half. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I just I, I had this morning. I think I had quite. A, I had six clients so far. Five of them were were African American.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask Alex about it too. Um, I, it's a question that that I've always thought about, but never asked you, and, and I'm surprised. Um, it seems like. You, Everybody touches astrology in one way, shape, or form. Even even the people you wouldn't think, like the white dudes. But you know, we get calls all the time. You get, we get these these. Oh massages, yeah, I get so like, many
2: men. Yeah, A lot they, men.
1: it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like mental health or some other things. It's they view it as taboo, but really, no one's going to judge you for it. Ask away. This lady well, not knows what she's that. talking about.
2: I think what I think people that come to me know I'm very open-minded. They like the fact that I, I I'm a minority, technically being Arabic. I'm very accepting. I don't care who's who. You know, I I I just think people are people, and there I I I have a hard time with any sort of differentiation. I have a lot of gay clients. A lot. I have a lot of um, you know. Just you know, uh, trans transies. I mean, I have a oh. lot of everything.
1: Transgender individuals. Yeah, yeah.
2: I have a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very accepting because, then I think people can sense that.
1: Whatever makes you comfortable, whatever makes you feel good.
2: People are people.
1: Well, have a uh, have a good and pleasant rest of your week. Let me know and if
2: any, Well, I was going to say you know, this is fun doing it this way. If anyone would like to co- get a hold of me at the office, the number is four one nine eight eight two. Five five one zero four one nine eight eight two fifty five ten, and we will talk next week.
1: You'll do, and you haven't mentioned it for a couple of weeks, but you'll do. You're, you're still doing like Zoom stuff and and like FaceTime uh, consultations oh, and, yeah. and readings, right?
2: Yeah, and okay. I, and also I have a lot of people coming into the office quite a bit. I do ask them when they come in they wear their mask, but they they you know they use hand sanitizer. But when we sit down in the session, they can take their mask off for sure.
1: Okay, awesome. Have a good rest of your week. Okay, honey. Talk to you soon. Wait. Take care.
2: Wait. Wait,
1: wait. Oh, what? For the billionth week in a row, let me know when you want to get coffee. Did you hang up on me?
2: Okay, you got it. I hate you so much. My treat. My treat. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.